Good afternoon. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Yevamos, Daf Ayin Zayin, and we're starting about eight lines or so, seven lines from the bottom of Ayin Babam Beis. We were in the middle of discussing whether or not we're able to say the drasha of Amoni below Amonis and Moavi below Moavis, which is really a part and parcel of the discussion of our Mishnah. So the, the Gemara says in line with that, seven lines from the bottom, Elamayata, if you can make such a drasha, why don't we say Mamzer below Mamzeris? Why don't we distinguish between the genders of a mamzer to say that a mamzer is problematic, but a mamzer mamzeris is not problematic? Says the Gemara, we can't say that. Mamzer ksiv mumzar. It is a blemish from a stranger, and that applies to both genders and not just one. What about mitzri below mitzris? Says the Gemara, shiny hacha the mefarish time of the kra. There we have an explicit reason about uh, when it comes to uh, Ammon and Moab, we have a, an explicit verse in, the, in, Chum, in Tanakh that speaks to us about why it is that they are uh, restricted to us. To, uh, what does it say? Um, the problem with Ammon and Moab was that they did not uh, come out to greet us with bread and with water. And says the Gemara, that would be appropriate for a man to do so. And it wouldn't be appropriate for a woman to do so. So says the Gemara, that's why by Amun and Moab, we make a distinction between the men and women, but by Mitzri and Mitzris, we don't make a distinction. Says the Gemara, that's not really so true. What would have been appropriate is that the men would have greeted the men and the women would have greeted the women. doesn't mean that they have to stay hidden the whole time. The women should have come out as well. So why is it that we are only Makbed on the uh, men and not Makbed on the women? Ishtik, so the Gemara says there's no response to that. Miyad, right at that point, the Gemara says, Who is this child? Why is it that we changed the language of child? Earlier it said, We had referred to uh, David as a Nar, and here we call him an Elam. So it says the Gemara, He was saying, there's a halacha that's been forgotten. That's what the halacha of Elam is, uh, is missing over here. Go ask and find out what's going on with Amun and Moab. Why is it? that the punishment wasn't for both genders, if in fact it should have been the case that men should have gone out to greet men and women should have gone out to greet women. So Shal, the, the Shiloh was brought to the base Medrash and Amrulay, Amoni v'lo Amonis and Mo'avi v'lo Mo'avis. And that's what they said the din was. Actually, Doa Kolhani Kushyasa. So Doa was the one who was talking to Shal at the time. He brought all of these questions and Ishtiku. And they were very sad and they were silent about it. So they really weren't sure about the Amoni and Amonis and Mo'avi below Mo'avi's distinction. And if that's true, then what would that say about David ben Yishai, who is a descendant of Rus? So says the Gemara, they wanted to say that he uh, had a bad Messorah, that he's a, he's a psal. Says the Gemara, Miyad immediately, Va'amosa ben Ish, we see that a pasuk was then brought up about uh, a man, Amasa ben Ish, and who was the Ish? Ushmo Yisra Yisraeli. But then on the next line, on the fourth line of Ein Zayin, he's not only referred to Yisra Yisraeli, he's also referred to as Yeser Hayishmaeli. Why is he referred to as both? Says the Gemara, because of this sugya. Amar Rava Malamisha Chagar Charbo Ki Ishma. He picked up a sword and he held it up. Like Yishmael would do. Anyone who doesn't agree to the distinction of um, Amoni versus Moabis, that the men are not allowed, but the women are allowed, and Moavi uh, velo Moabis, and the halacha is correct, and we make the distinction. We learn from Shmuel Hanavi from his bez and Amoni velo Amonis. 
And even if your question isn't uh, perfectly answered yet, we'll get discussed that a little bit more later as to why it is that the women were also, uh, why they were excluded, the, the Amun men and the Moab men, where they're not allowed to marry in, but the, their female counterparts, the women of those communities, are allowed to marry in. We couldn't answer the question logically, but still, he, uh, this person uh, stood there with a sword in his hand and said, the halacha is like the basin of Shmuel Haramati, that really uh, Amun and uh, not Amunis, and uh, Moab and not Moabis. Says the Gemara, Mimahemen, after the fact, David's already been born. You're going to come here now in the 11th hour, past the 11th hour, you're going to tell me that David's fine. He's already been born. You're, you're standing there, standing on a, on a soapbox, screaming that the halacha is X, Y, or Z. It's already done. It's done and over, says the Gemara. Mimahemen, how is that even believable? You're standing there, Chargo, Shechagar, Chargo, Kishma. That's crazy. Anyone who teaches a halacha, and then the scenario about that halacha comes about in, in sequence after you've already taught the halacha, then understood. In If you say the psak before and great, we believe you being love. But if you say the psak after the fact, and in this case, David was already David, he was already born, he was already uh, he was already a significant person. So in Shomalo, says the Gemara, and typically speaking, that's true. We don't come in after the fact and give a psak, but rather, this time Shmuel was still alive, he was a Navim. Fine. The Gemara says you still haven't answered the question. Why is it that the women uh, did not go out to greet their female counterparts? Why didn't the Moavis and Ammonis women come out to help the Jews? Says the Gemara. Because all of the honor of a Bas Melech is inward. So the way the Gemara is understanding this Pasuk is that they shouldn't have left the house. The, what's appropriate under those circumstances is for a woman to stay in the house. So the Gemara says there's two possible reasons why the women did not uh, go out to greet the Jews, the Ammonis and Moabis women. One is because of uh, the Pasuk of Kol Kuvud Abbas Melech Penima, and the other is the famed story with the Malachim and Abram, and they wanted him to know how Tanoah his wife was. So one of the Malachim said, where's your wife? And then he responded, that she's in the tent. So one of these two reasons. So maybe that's Ketanoi. Maybe there's a Machlokes Tanoim as to what the reason is, as to why the Ammonis and Moabis women were allowed to marry into the into Cloud Israel. And the Gemara says, Ammoni v'lo Ammonis, Moabi v'lo Moabis, Tibir Yehuda, Reb Shemin Omer, al Advara sholo kid mo'eschem b'lechem b'bamayim, darko shal ish so two different ways to understand. And either way, it seems to be, it is the case. It seems to be that our basic understanding of Amoni Velo Amonis and Moavi Velo Moavis is still true. And the reason why the women were allowed to marry in from Amon and from Moab is because they, they didn't have to go out to greet the Jewish people when they were walking up because it was lack of tznias or just because of the strength of the drasha of Amoni and Moavis. Based on this, there are some beautiful drashas about uh, how to understand um, David himself, because David was uh, was the was the child uh, indirectly through Rus. So it says the Gemara. We say this pasuk all the time on Rosh Chodesh. We're going to say it again soon. So what does it mean that pitachta that you untied my vines? Says the Gemara. Amar David David said before Hakadosh Baruch Hu, "Rivona Shalolam Shnei Musaros Shahayu Al Al Alai and Pitachtam." There were two uh, ropes that were bound on me, and you opened them up. The two binds were Rus Hamoavia Vinam Mahaomonis. These are two people from the two nations that we're just discussing. Rus Hamoavia was the matriarch that led to David, and Nam Mahaomonis married not David. 
and not even Shlomo, but Shlomo's son Rechavam. So David's grandson Rechavam married Naama, who was Amonis. And when, when we, he wanted it to be that his lineage was pure, and because the halacha is that an Amonis and a Moabis are allowed to marry in, therefore everything is wonderful and beautiful. Next, Rasha, very similar. You've done such wonderful things for us, and it's Elenu in the plural. The grandson Rechavam was, sit, was sitting with his grandfather, David. And what does David say? These two psukim, these two psukim are speaking about me and you. These psukim that indicate that an Ammonis is allowed to marry in because that was Rechavam's wife was an Ammonis. And uh, David was a descendant of a Moabis. So that's what the Gemara is referring to. Two different uh, approaches, but the same idea. And number three, a reference to parts of the Torah that there are psukim that speak about uh, this idea. I thought only now that I, I became a, to this very high stature in the Malchus that I'm such a hush of a person now. I was, was pre written about in, uh, in Megillah's Sefer. How so? In regards to the story, of um, of Lot, it says Hanim Tzos. That's what the Gemara says. It's a pasuk. Hanim Tzos. Your two daughters who are found by you, which was uh, Ammon and Moab, Meav. Right. That's what the pasuk says by by Moab. And Hacha over here, Ksiv Matzasi David Avdi B'Shem and Kochi Meshachti. That uh, David was now anointed. So he sees that he's been spoken about already in the pasukim. Let's get into a halachic sugya about an Ammonis. Omar Ula, we're two thirds of the way down on Ayin Zayin Amar Aleph. Ula says, Amar Yochanan Basker Amoni, the daughter of a person who converted from Ammon. So, Ksher Lekahuna, even though that's really not supposed to be, because uh, this man was an Ammoni and he's not supposed to convert, and the daughter is still acceptable for Kahuna. Amar Le Rabba Bar Ula, Le Ula Kemat. But Rabba Bar Ula, the son of Ula, said to his father, Who is that like? If you want to say it's like the Shita Rabbi Yehuda, that can't be because Ha'amar Bas Ger Zachar Ke Bas Chalal Zachar. That if the father is a Ger, forget about being Amon, Stam a Ger, the person would be a Chalal, all the more so it would be true over here, but the, because the person's an Amoni. Vikr of Yosef Shitar, but according to Rabbi Yosef, for sure that this person, uh, that this Amon man who's a Ger who had a child, that the daughter would be Kasher Lekehuna Pshita, because Ha'amar Af Ger Shanasag Yoras Bitok Sher Lekehuna right away. Unlike the Sheet of Rabbi Yehuda, where he's very restrictive and says that that first child of the of the first of those gerim themselves is going to be a halal. However, the next generation, uh, how, sorry, just like the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda would say that it is not allowed, so that would be his Shita. But over here, Rabbi Yossi's Shita that it would be allowed. So then the Gemara says, and if you want to say that, what then is Rabbi Yochanan teaching us? Rabbi Yochanan is teaching us something, right? But it doesn't work for Rabbi Yehuda, and it, it's obvious according to Rabbi Yossi. So let's understand the difference between Rabbi Yochanan, who's trying to teach us a chiddush, and Rabbi Yossi, for whom this is nothing to be taught at all. It's so obvious. Maybe we're only talking about those who are raw to be to be bought to the kahal. That's what Rabbi Yossi is teaching of Al But for an Amoni, the Basker Amoni, who's really not appropriate to be brought into the Jewish people, maybe that's where their distinction was. Where would he have learned that out? Maybe he would have learned this out from a Kohen Gadol Balmana, says the Gemara. You can't learn it from there. 
you can't compare the case of the Basque Ramoni to the case of the Kohen Gadol Balmana, because the Tashma Shamita that created the Basque Ramoni was Mutter. However, the Tashma Shamita between a Kohen Gadol and Almana is Asr, so the cases are not comparable. Says the Gemara, second of the wide lines, okay, but a Chalal Yochiach, the case of a Chalal will prove us wrong. Says the Gemara, you can't learn from there either. It's true that we may treat them both like a Chalal. And Rabbi Yochanan's din says that a Basque Ramoni is a Chalal, but that doesn't matter because, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yochanan doesn't say that, but that's what we're trying to understand here is a Chalal is created with an Avera, but that's not true by Rabbi Yochanan's din. Says the Gemara, Kohen Gadol Yochiach. This is what we call a circular logic. You ask me a question and I have an answer over here. You ask me a question, I have an answer over here, which leads to the question, which is circular. So because both of them really partially answer the question, therefore the Gemara says, we're going to go back and forth on the halacha. This part of the logic is not like that one. And that part of the logic is not like this one, but we embrace both of them to teach us a din. So what din do we learn? That they are not like the rest of the women in Klai Yisrael and their daughter is going to be psula. So maybe Afkan, Maybe we should say over here by the Basque Ramoni, maybe we should say the same, that uh, the halacha should be the same. And that is where we uh, might have a chiddush from Rabbi Yochanan, that we don't pass in that way, that we say that the Basque Ramoni is absolutely fine, says the Gemara. You can't say that because the Tzad HaShava that you just found from the cases of Kohen Gadol Ba'alman and Chalal, that's not right. When you're talking about a halal, when you're talking about a kohen gadol be'almono, so there's a tzadavera there by the tashma shamita. That's not true by the basque ramoni. She was not created by anything aser whatsoever. Says the Gemara, Dilma be'almoni commerce. Maybe we misunderstood the case of Rabbi Yochanan. Maybe what we're talking about is a ger amoni. Um, and he married a Bas Yisrael, and Afal Gav to be also And even though they shouldn't have gotten married, because of an, a person from Amon is not allowed to marry a Jewish woman, says the Gemara still bitok shera. Maybe that's the din that Rav Yochanan was trying to be mechadesh, and how he's different than Rav Yosi. So the Gemara says in response to that, two, three lines from the bottom, I'm really in, you're absolutely right. You figured out what Rav Yochanan was talking about. We had initially thought that Rav Yochanan was talking about an Ammoni and an Ammonis who, had a, who were Geirim, who had a child. That's not what we were talking about. We're talking about a man from Ammon who should never have converted in because he's not allowed. He slept with a woman who was Jewish and they had a child. Would that child be kosher with the Kahuna? Rav Yochanan says yes. And Rav Yossi wasn't dealing with that case. So the question falls away. And in fact, the Gemara verifies, when Ravin came from Eretz Yisrael, Rav Yochanan, Rav Yochanan had said, Bas Geramoni, Ubas Mitzrisheni, if you have the daughter of a man from Ammon who tried to convert, or a, the daughter of a man from Mitzrayim who tried to convert in the second generation, Rav Yochanan Amar Kshera, he says the child is going to be kosher for kahuna, and he's going to say that the child will be possible. Let's go through the two options. Reish Lakish says, this is very similar at this point, it's similar to the case of the Almona because the Tash Meshamit is Asr, because the Ger Amoni is not allowed to sleep with the Israel. It's just like an Almona is not allowed to sleep with a coin. So it says the Gemara, but Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Amar Kshera, he says, these women are going to be Kshera's. They're allowed to marry into the Kahuna. Why are they allowed to marry into the Kahuna? Top of Ayan Zayin, Amit Beis, because the Tani Reb Zakai, Kamei de Rabbi Yochanan, Kim besula me'amavi kachisha. How do we understand this Pasuk? Lahavi 
Giores mikana sheikshir the kahuna. When the Pasik says ki imbisulame amavikah isha, we do learn one thing from this Pasik that a Giores Mikana, a Giores who is born from her parents, Mikana means from her original house or from her nest. Um, so we say that she's if she's born to her parents, she share the kahuna. The Amar lay ani shone amav me amav. What is the drasha that he gives over here? That's what uh, Reb Zakai said in front of Reb Yochanan. And here's what, what the drush is. When I look at the Pasuk, Me'amav, Ki'im Besula, Me'amav, it's Amav, Me'amav. There's an extra mem there. Lohavi Besula, Haba, Mibez, Amimim. To include a Besula, who is uh, the result of two nations. Ve'at Amris, Giores, Mechana, Besulo. You're only saying it's just a regular Giores, but not other nations. That's not true. So says the Gemara, what are the two nations that we're talking about? If you want to say that an Ammoni married an Ammonis, why does it say two nations? To teach us to Zechara Masurim and Akebos Mutaros, like the din is that Ammoni Velomo Avis, that the boys are allowed and the girls are not, then the same din should have been applied by two parents of regular Gerim. Ella must be and that is how Rav Yochanan, that, that was our re-understanding of Rav Yochanan, to not have the kasha of Rav Yossi on him, that it would have been Pashad, as we saw in the bottom of Ayin Zayin and Aleph. So therefore we understand that Rav Yochanan was talking about an Ammoni and the din is that even though they're ushered to sleep with one another, if in fact they have a child, the child would be kosher for kahuna. Says the Gemara a quarter of the way down, some say that this brisa that was quoted about the Pasuk of Ki'im Vesula Me'amav Yikach Isha actually was quoted a little differently. The, the conclusions will be the same, but just a different um, approach to the Brysa. And the Gemara says as follows, that when Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai said to Rav Yochanan, that when he looks at the Pasuk Ki'im Vesula Me'amav Yikach Isha, that the word Amav Me'amav, the Mem is extra, Lohavi Vesula Hava Mishne Amamin, Extra language that we didn't have in the first one. That the letter Mem in Me'amav teaches us to include a child who's born from two nations. And from a nation that has two nations. You're going to say it only applies to regular Geiris parents and not these special nations. That's not true. And the Gemara now questions this second version, this Ika de Amri. According to this, Bas Mitzri Sheni How then would we find out that a, the daughter of a Mitzri man in the second generation who had a child, how do we know this? If you want to say, we learn it out from the case where a man from Moab married a Bas Yisrael, which was the case of Rabbi Yochanan. Yeah, but in the case of Ammon and uh, of an Ammoni and an, and an Ammonis, so then you can't learn from there because an Ammoni, the women are technically allowed. So you can't learn out the, the child of the Mitzri from here. And Mitzri, Sheni Shanasa Mitzri, Sheni Yochiach, says the Gemara, maybe we can learn it out from a, a Mitzri man who marries a Mitzri's woman, that their daughter can marry a Kohen, says the Gemara, not necessarily, because you can't really learn anything from there, because those two people, a Mitzri and a Mitzri's in the second generation, are allowed to live together. So you can't learn out that learn that uh, learn that out from our case, says the Gemara, first of the long lines on Ayin Zayin Amid 
says the Gemara, Amoni Really, we should go back to our previous case of Amoni which was the case of a Riochanan v'chazar hadin. And the Gemara says that this too is circular logic, where I ask a question, the perfect answer is over here. There's a flaw in the question, the perfect answer is over here, and we keep going around. And again, the halacha would be the same in the first version of Rav Yochanan, of Rav, Rav Zakai, in, in front of Rav Yochanan, as it would be over here, but just different ways to learn out the b'risa. And still, there's a third understanding of this. Amar Rav Yosef, I just figured out what's going on. I, thought, I didn't understand what the drush of Amav Me'amav was until I saw these two pshatim that we just saw. This was what, is taught, what was taught in front of him. Isha Amonis Kshera. The Brisa writes as follows, that a woman who is an Amonis, she is Kshera. Bina Me'amoni. Her child from a man from Ammon is Pasal, who beat a Me'amoni Kshera, and the daughter from a man from Ammon is Kshera. This Brysa requires some Perush, but let's first finish the Brysa. So what is this talking about? We're talking about a case, where a male and female Ammoni, Ammoni and Ammonis, they were Miskayer. But had it just been that the daughter is from a man from, from Ammon, then the daughter would be Psula. He says, your Mishnah is ridiculous. Get out of the base Medrash. Go take your Brisa outside. Poke, go out. Tani, your Brisa, Libra, to the outside. Let's get rid of it. Why? That which you said, that a woman who is an Ammonis is Kshera, that makes perfect sense because of the Drasha Ammoni, Velo Ammonis. And Benome Ammoni, Pasal, when you say the son of a man from Ammonis, Pasal, that's perfect. We understand that too. Deha Ammoni, who? Because... He's an Ammonic. The father and son are both Ammonic. Of course, he's going to be apostle. But Uvita me Ammonic Shera Lemai. When we say that the daughter of a man from Ammon is Kasha Lemai, of course she's allowed to come into the Kahal because her mother is an Ammonist and therefore she's allowed to come into the Kahal. Ella, it must be that when the Brysa says that, uh, that the Bito me Ammoni is Kshera, it must be Ella Likuhuna. And how do we understand the rest of the Brisa? This is what the Brisa said a couple of lines ago, that the parameters of the Brisa where we said that the beta of the Ammoni was psula was when the mother and father are both Ammonim, an Ammoni and an Ammonis. My beta Ammoni, me Ammoni, what is the case then of the daughter of an Ammoni? Ilema Ammoni, Shenosa Ammonis. If that case had been an Ammoni, Shenosa Ammonis, Hainu, Gioris, Mikano, that's the same case as having the regular case of Gerus, of husband and wife Gerus, no Chidushin. And it must be Ammoni, Shenosa, Bas Yisrael. And therefore, Amorle, Poktani Livra, it doesn't make sense what you're saying. The case of Ammoni, Shenosa, Bas Yisrael, we know that already. That was taught by Rav Yochanan, therefore the Brisa has to be wrong. Says the Gemara, what about Mitzri ve'adomi e'nun We had said in our Mishnah, a fascinating dialogue in the Mishnah that we learned yesterday. If you flip back to Ayin Vav Medbez, we had learned about this Mishnah on Ayin Vav Medbez that said in Ammoni and Moavi that uh, the halacha is that they're Yisuri Olam, but their wives are allowed. That's what we said. And then when it came to a Mitzri and Adomi, according to the Tanakhama, we said only shalosh doros, but that it applied for zacharim and nekevos. Reb Shimon argued by a mitzri and an adomi and gave a kavachomer. If it's going to be the case by Ammon and Moab that they're, they have an isra olam, then their wives are allowed uh, right away. Then by mitzri and adomi, where they only have three generations, then all the more so their wives should be okay, because it's much less of a severe prohibition on the men. So 
then the Gemara, the bright Mishnah, had said on Ayin Rav in response to that, the Chachamim said back to Rosh Shimon, "I'll agree with you if, in fact, you have a Masora. But if you don't have a Masora, then we would like to reject your your, your uh, Kalvachomer because, as the Gemara says, if you're making your own Kalvachomer, then Yesh Chuba. We have a way to reject your argument. So this is where the Gemara picks up two thirds of the way down on Ayin Zayin Base. The Gemara says as follows: My Chuba, what is the response that they would have given to the Kalvachomer, Rib Shimon. Rib Shimon wanted to say, if by Ammon and Moab, which was an Isra Olamis, that the men are never allowed and the women are allowed right away, then by uh, Mitzri and Adomi, where it's only a three-generation prohibition on the men, all the more so the women should be allowed. So says the Gemara, my tshuva, what response would the Chachamim have had to Rib Shimon? Is that when we talk about like Isuri Arayos, we don't distinguish between men and women. So this is somewhat similar. There's three generations of prohibition that applies to both men and women. So unless you, Rib Shimon, have an excellent source for what you're saying, not your own Kalvachomer, but a real Masora, so then we're going to reject your Kalvachomer with this question. Says the Gemara, no, Mala Arayos came to Karis. You can't really uh, bring Arayos into this conversation because Arayos deals with Karis. We are not dealing with Karis. We're dealing with regular Isurim. Says the Gemara, Mamzer Yochiach. Mamzer can uh, be brought as a Raya here where there is no Karis, but the prohibitions apply to both men and to women. Says the Gemara, no, Mala Mamzer Shekin Enoroilavabakal. But a Mamzer is not like any of these other cases because they're not allowed to come into the Kahal at all. And that's not true by a Mitzrayan and Adome. They have only three generations. The Olam Arayos Yochichos, it says the Gemara, well, there's another th- circular logic. It's the third one of the day where we have circular logic that uh, we have with a statement and then we asked a question and the question was answered by another statement. And again, circular logic. So it says the Gemara, this raya is not exactly like that one, and that raya is not exactly like this one, but we do have a common denominator from which we can learn. So that's why the Gemara wants to reject the sheet of Rib Shimon without him having had a halacha. Says the Gemara, you can't do that because it's not true because we are, in fact, potentially dealing with a tzad kares of Araya. So it's not just, it's not such a simple circular logic like it was in other cases. How does the Tanakama understand this case? How do they understand this at all? Says the Gemara, the reason why they uh, didn't like Rup Shimon's argument was because they believed that if a Kohen Gadol, for example, were to be with someone who is only an Isra Asay, that you can still have a status of Halal, Ucha Rebbe ben Yaakov. That's the sheet of Rebbe ben Yaakov, where you can have a Halal that's created by an Isra Asay. And my Umay, what does it mean when the Mishnah says, Lo, Ki, what is that talking about? So if you flip back to the Mishnah on Ayin Vavamud Beis, you'll see toward the end of the Mishnah, on the last line of the Mishnah, that Amar Lahem Shimon says back to them about their concern, Lo, no, that is not correct what you're saying, Ki Halacha Ani Omer, that really I do have a tradition. So what did he mean when he said, no, really this is the Halacha? So it says the Gemara, this is what Rabbi Shimon was saying back to the Tanakamala. The whole Svara of Rabbi ben Yaakov that you can have an Isra Chalal from an Isra Asay is not something that I agree with. Not only that, but even according to you who do hold a Rebbe Lazar ben Yaakov's unique shita that with Chayve say that you can have a Chalal, but still, I'm giving you a Masora, I'm not just giving you a Kalvachomer. And the Bryce supports this. Tanya, Omar, 
Hen Rib Shimon Halachani Omer, Bod Kramis Sayeni Banim Vilobanos. The Pasuk supports what I'm saying that it's only the men and not the women, referring to the Mitzri and Adomi of our Mishnah, where he gave his Kalvachomer that the women don't apply to this. And Tan Rabban on another Bryce as well that highlights a Machlokas Tanaim, Banim Vilobanos Tiv Rib Shimon, Rib Shimon's Lashitaso, that the men are the prohibitions, but the women are allowed to marry in. And Amr Yehuda, Harehu Omer, Banim Asher Yuvaladu Dam Dorshlishi, Akasaf Lambaleda, that it all depends on the birth. Um, and that is uh, the, uh, part of the machlokas that they have here. So that's how we see Rav Shimon's shita through and through, that he holds that the prohibition of Mitzri and Adomi only apply to men and doesn't apply to women. A little bit of an ancillary part of this sugya. It's really just picking on this last line. Rav Yochanan, Yochanan says, without Rav Yochanan having said his line, that in regards to the door shlishi, that it all depends on Leda, we wouldn't have had a seat for him in the base medrash. He would have had nowhere to stand. It's a bit of a metaphor. It's a homily, just made, referencing the fact that one of his shitas was very complicated. What shita is that? Because Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that kahal gerim that a ger is considered to be part of the kal, then we have a nearly impossible scenario. Top of Ayn Chasim and Aleph, Mitzri Sheni Tahir. How can a Mitzri Sheni ever be in a scenario where he can get to the third generation? He's not allowed to marry someone in the kahal, and a ger is part of the kal. Who's he supposed to marry? He's trapped. Dilma di'i of Arvanasi. Maybe the Pasuk is only talking about if, in fact, the Mitzri Shani did marry a Gioras, who really is Kahal, and really he's not, he's Loyababakal, it should be Asr, but the child of Sabikash or the Kahuna says the Gemara, De'i, Lokasib Kra, you don't get every what if scenario. If you violate this Isr, then the child is, is going to be Kash or the Kahuna. We don't get all of that. That's not how the Torah works. Says the Gemara, yes, it is. Hari Mamzer, De'i, Vikasa Rahmana. The Mamzer is a case of if the Mamzer sleeps with someone, then the child is X, Y, or Z. Says the Gemara, De'i, Li Surakzib. No, that's just the din. The din is that if a Mamzer, that's what the din is, is that a Mamzer can't sleep with someone who's part of the kahal. And the ilahat tera lo kasa. But to say the din of the mitzri sheni is that, yeah, he's not allowed to sleep with someone who's a, who's a gioras. But if he did, then the, the child is mutter to a koin. It's too much. The Torah doesn't speak out things like that. Hare, that's not true because machser grushaso. What about the case where a man remarries his wife, the ilahat tera, the e? In that case, the what if scenario is for a heter. Uh, nevertheless, it's written. It says, no, and with this we'll close. There, the only reason why the halacha of Machzor Gushaso was played out that way was because we had to go through the scenario of a man got divorced and the woman married another man and then they got divorced. We, we were just painting the picture. So that's different. We weren't going through all the what-if scenarios that were that were forever possible. We were only going through what-if scenarios that had to do with the basic Pesukim and Chumash. And that's why this case was mentioned as it was. We'll stop right here on Ein Chesem Five lines down at, six lines down at Tanu Wishing you all a beautiful day.